My parents had the VHS. Oh, really? So they were getting yeah. they were they were doing it to the thing. <laughs> that's like that's like parent porn right there. Your dad was basically yeah. just like a cool gimmicky thing. It's like imagine ordering, dude, late nineties, ordering that. What year did that come out? Fact check. Jason, you fuck. Can you fucking fact? You know, what year did that break? You know, your dad was basically just jerking off to the boat and to like more about Tommy's whole <laughs> he lifestyle. He just wanted that life. Yeah. Where was that He's shot like, in California? That must have been like, shot in California. Probably Lake Havasu or something weird, or one of those lakes. Who knows? The lakes. So was that the beginning go. of like that? Must have, that was the beginning of of internet of of internet uh, porno celebrity porno. No, Maddie, it was not the beginning of internet porno, but it was the beginning of celebrity porno for sure. That was like. Before that, it was like somebody would show their tits in Playboy, and it would be a huge thing, you know? Mm. 1995, so it was very early. Oh, my God. Mid-90s? That was 95? Prime, prime 90s. 95? Oh, my 95, God. 95, I was in grade 7. Yeah, I was just out of, uh, I was just out of kindergarten. Um, no, you were yeah. in your fifth year of art school and college. Okay. Lac- um, LACMA. LACMA, yeah. I was at LACMA. Um, How was your week, Two-Tone? I thought we were talking. Let's hold on. Just slow down. Let's, let's just, talk okay, about first porno. of all. Sorry, I'm gonna talk. Slow the slow the fuck down. I need to talk to you. Okay. I need okay. you to. I know that you're gonna have a different approach today because because <laughs> previous to we had a pre-production meeting, which is you know hard to get. It hard was to great. get your team. Hard to get your team to agree to get you on the phone to do anything. They're like, oh, no, my Maddie, team protects me. Maddie has to talk about frosting on, on someone's live for 20 fucking hours tomorrow. He can't do the most important thing in his life, which is his podcast. Um, you said sure. today, because we are, we are having a guest of note, you said today you're going to actually do a good podcast. And I wanted to inform <laughs> you that in order to do a good podcast, you have to let a stream of thought develop. Let a conversation unroll instead of every time we start having a conversation that develops, you fucking boom, drop an anvil in the middle and go, what is pizza? How was your week? Why is home? Like, what is pizza? A, no, I do not. I don't see. Let I, it build. I, I'm sorry let my the brain riff, works this way. Can I, the, I can't well, change how my brain know, works. But you know I'm on this show with you, right? You know it's not just you talking. To, you know there's a person here. I see you. I I know you. I know you I'm see me. I'm listening to you. I know in theory you think I exist, but I want you to under. I want you to. In, I want you to internalize the idea that we're having a fucking conversation. So what was the first porno that you fucked yourself to that had a celebrity? Oh. Use me. Whoa. What? <laughs> what was the first that porno? Was... What was the first porno you ever fucked yourself to that had a celebrity in it, Eric? I thought this was a, sh- a gentleman's show, and I do not appreciate this foul language. Dude, what? I love this I'm accent. Not... What? Let's all the do fuck? that accent. What, what, what was the... When me and Alex were talking. The first time I saw Pam and Tommy's porn, it was my parents' VHS tape. And it was the first time that I ever saw, like, uh, 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 you know, uh, sex. I've never seen with it. celebrity. I've never seen it. You never, never saw the seen tape? It. Never seen it. Okay, well, Tommy Lee. Sorry, there's a garbage truck outside my house that he re- Jason refused to shut the fucking windows. I there's love the Grace Jones poster. Oh yeah. Or not poster, painting, whatever, whatever it's called. Picture. No, it's a it's a poster. It's a poster. Frame. It's uh Godet, you know that whole series he did? That No, great, not really. Dude, you gotta look at look up that book. It's it's basically how like 
If you look at that book, the Godet book that that's in, I don't even know if I'm saying his name right because I'm I'm a fucking Philistine. But if you look at that book, it's basically like the 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 base of everyone's career. In uh, and I'll shut up. Look, no, Tommy describe Lee, the poster more. Describe the poster more. Go fuck yourself. Tommy <laughs> Lee drives a boat with his dick. Eric, he, he drives. Do you guys know each other? No, that was Eric, all that's too tall. No, there's no way they, they made that tape and it leaked, right? No, that's horseshit. Yeah. No, they made it for the they made it for the public. They made it for the public, right? That was like a giant PR kind of thing, right? Giant PR before PR. Was there PR in '95? Yes. I just watched um, Century of Self, the guy that invented the term PR. He said propaganda had a negative association because of the Nazis. So let's rebrand propaganda as PR. It was Sigmund Freud's nephew. Whose name I'm forgetting, but I can look it up. There you Holy go, shit. Nazis. I knew it was something bad. It was not good, but the guy that invented modern PR was the opposite of a Nazi. He was Jewish. <laughs> so, there but you go. Uh, still, basically, modern kind of uh, marketing and advertising was kind of created by this guy. Century What's the book called? Self. It's a British. It's a BBC documentary series by Adam Curtis. Century of Self. About Edward Bernays, I think is Edward Bernays. Yeah, he's Sigmund... a fucking Edward Bernays. Edward Bernays, <laughs> yeah, Sigmund Freud's uh, nephew. Maddie, Maddie's he... worst nightmare. Maddie's worst nightmare is happening. Where this is turning into an intellectual podcast. No, like that, I'm Maddie? okay with that. <laughs> I was listening to Eric describe the PR Nazis. Hey, well, it's, hey guys, secrets. it's Eric Andre on our show. How you like that? Welcome. There he is. Welcome to to we're we're um I'm Maddie Matheson and that's my co-host and and uh, Alex Two Tone Erdman and okay. um, today we have a, a very special guest. He's here to talk about my cookbook. I'm plugging your stuff. <laughs> what do you think of that? You plug away, you plug my cookbook, Eric. How do you feel about that cookbook? It's amazing and I totally want you to cook for me. And I know every <laughs> chef probably hates hearing that and they're like, uh, I'm off the clock. I don't care. No. If I'm in Canada, I will trap you like Silence of the Lambs and I will put a Traeger and, and, and all types of equipment in front of you and all types of meats. I'll just start throwing yeah. meats and and garlic and and, and salt and sauce, herbs at you oils. And sauce hot hot oils i'm just gonna chuck cabbage at you sauerkraut and you are going to um quickly be sick of me because you're cooking no. amazing no no and, no and every, that's what all my they, friends do my that's 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 what my friends do alex do you have a book do you have a copy of my book yes i do have a copy of your book but it's in my office i didn't i didn't bring okay it i don't yeah I have it. Let me tell you what, I'm, what I'm most excited about. First of all, let's just talk about mustard and how <laughs> underutilized mustard is just in general. Like people don't respect mustard and they don't true. break out mustard. You should be breaking out mustard every day. Mustard needs to be the new ketchup. It, it's like, it's, it's heaven. I, I got that Adam Perry Lang book and he's just like, yeah, and you know, don't forget a side of mustard. He always just says that. I'm like, yes, 
fucking the, mustard. Mustard, mustard. The mustards I got in my fridge now. Everyone always has like that half jar of like grainy mustard. Every fridge has a weird grainy mustard that has been in a fridge for like 35 years. Yeah. And um, Alex is I... loving this because he <laughs> hates whenever we talk about fucking food on this show. And you know no. what? You, you came in hot. You're, you're coming in as a foodie. We're fucking, this is a food podcast. This Look at is that. what I want to do. Fried I... chicken. Can I tell you, I got my fried chicken recipe from Alton yeah. Brown. I don't know how you feel about Alton Brown. I don't know what chef's going to He's a genius. He's a genius. But I do Crisco. I do it pan fried. I do. I, I soak it in buttermilk overnight. Then yeah. I do the spices first, then the flour or cornflakes, mashed up cornflakes. I'll, I'll do garlic powder, salt, pepper, and, 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 and cayenne. Cayenne? Should I do cayenne? You need cayenne. I said oh my cayenne. god, what is happening? I said cayenne. We're talking oh. about fried chicken. Then flour, oh. then pan fry it in Crisco. You got yeah, yourself. Crisco's the best. It sounds like a lot of work. Crisco's the best. And I got a deep fat fryer, and I was gonna fry a turkey over the weekend with my girlfriend, but we got scared. I don't want to burn my house down. Deep frying the turkey is the number one death on Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's rough, but it's so good. Besides pilgrims. That's why it killed the pilgrims. When is the last time you drank alcohol, Maddie? What's the last time you had a, a cocktail touch your lips? Um, I'd say like eight years ago. Do you were you was that rock bottom or were there earlier rock bottoms, and that was like a dismount rock bottom, like a dismount? I think rock bottom. When was my rock bottom, Two Tone? Um. Eight years ago? Do, you starting look, the show with me? You look, no, I think I think the, the, um, it was when uh, when 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 I had an intervention. So I had an intervention. I had a, uh, my friend. Like, you look like a human intervention. Like you look like I needed it. I needed it. Everyone needed must it think bad. like you still drink. When I met you, I was like, I want to drink and do blow with this guy. My my biggest. Re regret in life is that I couldn't party with everybody. And I've said this before, you know that movie American Sniper? When when that yeah. uh, the sniper who just kill it, who was great at killing people. Yeah. In the movie, he has this part where he's talking to his therapist and he was just like, I just wish I could say, could have saved more people. American soldiers, meaning he could have like killed more people that killed right. his people. Right, right. And in my brain, I was just like, that's the same way I feel about meeting people that I wish I partied with. Like, I wish that I could have stayed up all night with you doing cocaine. And I wish I could have stayed up all night with Alex doing cocaine and telling you guys all my secrets of all my traumas from a youth and, 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 and drinking my and, own piss and, and starting and, and, companies and, trying to like and, suck and, everyone's and coming up like, with ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Starting like I want to build companies. a with you guys where we can suck yeah. each other's dicks. And, yes. and I just want to like, if I could just drink your piss right now before the drug dealer gets here. And if I can just, if I can just get a little nibble of the PP. Before they get, this is about 7.45 in the morning. And I just want to, if you could just come over in the bathroom and give me a kiss, a couple kisses. And, and, and see, I wish I could just do that. Could have done that more. The truth, do, the do truth of the matter is you, you just okay, want to fuck your friends. You want to fuck your buddies. So just take, cut no, out the middleman and suck anybody. our dicks. I don't want to fuck anybody, okay? okay. I want to have a connection. Okay. <laughs> do you, do you ever think that before? Like from now until you die, you'll ever like, have one more hurrah or like a psychedelic experience 
or like one last like you know what i'm 69 years old my let's let's smoke more let's bang some heroin do you think you'll ever have like a one last like fucking i hope not like right now in this in my in my brain i hope not but i don't know I don't know what, what about anything comes. Non, what about something non-addictive, like like mushrooms and acid, like psychedelics are non-addictive. Yeah, I've done enough. I, I I I did acid like every other day for most of high school. So it's just like I I was a heavy drug user at an early age, and and right. um, a- Alex was a disgusting drug addict. He was so, worse than me for sure. So you did enough I don't for know about that. I didn't have a heart attack. You had a heart yeah, attack. Well, I had heart, I had a heart attack at twenty nine. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not cool. Let's not make that cool. It's Let's not, not make cool. that cool. It's just part of the brand. It's part of the brand. That's why I'm so successful. You that's why I'm so successful. You old health nut. <laughs> I'm 300 pounds. I really took it into, you know, consideration. But Eric, you like the you like the psychedelics. You love it. What's you your favorite? I, I, I'll be honest with you. My favorite drug is coffee. I, yeah. I, I, as I, with each year i grow. that's a lame thing to say i love that no no that's like like my favorite part of sex is kissing my yeah, favorite drug is love I, I think my favorite my favorite part of sex <laughs> might be kissing i mean coffee <laughs> is the most consistent high always feels good never lets you down i never crash like every other you drug never crash from coffee you don't get headaches no how many spros a day like I don't even drink that much. Couple, couple cups a day. I don't do espresso anymore because I can't sleep. I do uh, drip. Just do a nice little drip. Drip. You do a pour over. You do a pour over. Do a little pour over. Yep. Wow. Right? What's your beans? Uh, right now I'm doing fucking with some Panther. Panther partners. Sorry, Panthers in Miami. Partners from Brooklyn. Uh, I do Intelligentsia. I do. Um, wow. <laughs> Uh, I do it all, man. I do it all. <laughs> it, it, the podcast everybody wanted to hear. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really, I mean, like, I have so many stressors in my life now. It's getting harder to do psychedelics. You bring up any, there's like 17 Dude, Everyone's on a tightrope. Yeah. Uh, everyone's yeah. on a tightrope. One thing goes wrong and I fall apart. I go to pieces. And this is the thing that Alex, so Alex loves meditating. I, I say publicly that I love meditating as well. I don't. So I read, um, I'd like to take this podcast in a, in a meditation direction. I yeah. read your Wikipedia. I have it. I have it oh here. Oh my God. Okay. And, and it's, it says you're into transcendental, uh, uh, the, the sting, the sting yoga. Transcendental. Meditation. No, that's Tantra. Transcendental. Transat- Transatlantic. Transatlantic. That's David Lynch. <laughs> He meditates with a transatlantic accent. Hi, everybody. I have a product in my hand that I use all the time. It's called Raycon earbuds. Let me tell you something. Raycon earbuds rule. They rip. They shred. They grip it and rip it. Right, Maddie? That's what you like to talk about. You put them in your ears and you don't upset your roommates like Tone. I want to listen to thrash metal. He wants to listen to what kind of music you listen to. I like to listen to hummingbirds having sex. That's my jam. That's what I want to listen to. I want to pick up the fine-tuned noises of hummingbirds in mid-flight ejaculating. And that's why I use these earbuds. Raycon's perfect for that. Earbuds are the shit. Now think about it. 
You're in your room. Your roommate's in his room. He's playing Call of Duty or some video game. You want to watch, um, you know, a Meryl Streep film, or you want to watch New mm-hmm. Jack City in reverse. How are you going to have that experience? Uh, and, and Raycon. Really, Raycon. <laughs> Raycon earbuds. Raycon earbuds. Raycon earbuds. Let me tell you something. Did you Raycon- know, Tim What? Did you know? Did you know that did, you've heard me talk about it? And how the company was co-founded by Ray J. It's celebrities like Cardi Melissa B, Etheridge, Brandy, and J.R. Smith. Dog. I mean, if you Smith? you say Melissa Etheridge, and I'm in, I'm sold. The word Melissa I, comes if out. Melissa Etheridge is invested in this company. So am I. So the fuck am I? And let me tell you something. The, uh, the you know the the newest model, the everyday E25 earbuds, are their best ones yet with six hours of playtime. That's six hours. Six That's three hundred and sixty minutes of undiluted premium pure banging playtime okay six hours of playtime seamless bluetooth pairing more damn bass and a compact design that gives you a nice noise isolating fit now let me tell you something everyone's walking around with their headphones and i got the raycons on and they're smaller they're more compact they fit in my perfect little tiny ears and they bump it feel like i got six by nines glued to my head and did you know that now's the time to get the latest, greatest from Raycon with 15% off your order. Buyraycon.com slash PTA. That's buyraycon.com slash PTA. 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds. Buyraycon.com slash PTA. R-A-Y-C-O-N.com. <laughs> Meditate. So, Okay. For our list, our, our, the powerful truth angels, all our little baby angels out there, they're not really, they don't, they don't transcendental uh, uh, meditate. Can you, can yeah. you walk, and Two-Tone loves meditate. If he doesn't meditate in the morning, if I FaceTime him at like 7 a.m., he gets so mad. He's such an angry person. And he thinks <laughs> that him meditating for 10 minutes a morning doesn't make him an angry person, but it, he's still an angry person after he meditates. Can you speak on that? Well, he would be even angrier if he didn't meditate. So you're not going to like radically change who you are if you're if you're you'll you'll just make who you are a little bit better. So I I still cope with anxiety and depression and everything else, but it's gotten a hell of a lot better since I started meditating in uh, eight years ago. And like, here's how I look at the meditation. And thanks for telling people I'm not actually not angry, but I have more anxiety than anger. And I look at the meditation. It's just like, it's just like background software. Like you only notice it when you don't do it. And if I miss a day, if I miss the morning by like six o'clock, I'm just like, it's just, it's compounding. I'm being a fucking dick. And, and the, the response I have in the morning, Maddie is just for you because you make me angry. (laughs) Just so we're clear. You, you know that I don't make you angry. You know that I better you in every inch and form of your body. That's okay. Well, <laughs> Maddie, do people do impressions of you? <laughs> oh my God. All the time. Do you know, I was going to bring that. This is a thing I was going to ask you about every time. Dude, when I'm walking down the street, do you know what people do in impersonation of you to you? Yeah. <laughs> How horrible that is to you. And, and like the amount of time everyone comes up, they're like, Hey, I'm Maddie Madison. And everyone comes up and does like, they say the one thing that they think is going to be the connecting. They think it's going to be the connecting thing to you. They think that that's what's going to make me and you best friends is when they come up and reiterate something that you said 
three, four, five, six years ago that you don't even remember because you don't even watch your own fucking content. They don't even realize that they think, like they think that I go home and watch my fucking shows I make. Like, guess what? I make the shows, I don't watch the edits, I don't give a fuck. I, 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 I make the shit and I walk away. And then people come up and say stuff that I've said on these stupid cooking shows. Uh, and, 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 they, and, and they do the, because my voice is, 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 uh, you is, should is, do. is annoying. No, you, I love your voice and I don't think it's annoying. I think you should do like voiceover, like, like animated shows. I've been waiting, oh, yeah. I've been waiting for somebody. I'm gonna do something I think with the trailer park boards. But you should play like, like, a, like a, a Karen, like an angry house mom. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or like a really, a really angry crab. Yeah, I just like, think, or a bully, like a bull. I'd be a good, like, hey, I, I, yeah, loser. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me show you something. You're dancing. You're prancing. You know, <laughs> what, what reminds me of that. That uh, there was a character on Ren and Stimpy. His name was like Kenneth Anger. You ever see? No, that's a no. Uh, Kenneth Anger is like a gay filmmaker yeah. from the fifties. He was called something <laughs> Anger. Yeah, that's someone else. But he was just like Saint bright Anger, red. The Metallica album. No one, that thread just died. Okay. I'll just shut up. Anger? No, Ren no. Sidney's good. Did you used to watch Ren <laughs> You're thinking of George, you're thinking of George Licker, American. There it is. George I'm Licker. George Licker, American. Yeah, bright red. Oh. Looks like he's about to pop. Uh-huh. You yeah, got to massage the gums. And he starts massaging Ren's gums. That's yeah. the one. John K, That's another Canadian. Funny. Happy Canada, happy belated uh, Canada Day. 153 years of colonization. Thank you. That's very much. right. That's right. Thank there you, we Wolf Daddy. I'm I'm just trying to do my part, okay, Alex. Get yourself a get yourself a bag of milk and put a loony in the jar for Victoria Day. <laughs> <laughs> I only do you know because I have, I have young children. My fridge literally has 12 bags of milk in it at all times. <laughs> what is that? We have. Bag of milk. Why do you guys have bags of milk? What's going on? Bags about? of milk are such an iconic thing, and it's like I think Tom Green really brought the attention to to America with bags <laughs> of milk. But it's like it, it's so fucking incredible because they are just they're bags of milk. You buy three bags and one big bag, so you're getting four bags. The one bag holds the three bags. Uh, no, you buy Polly, bags of milk. Polyvou français. Do you speak? Do you speak French? No, no, no. Nothing. No. Nothing. No. I have Keller Teal. Kellerateel is uh, what time is it? Kellerateel. Ah, uh, Kellerateel. Uh huh. Okay. Kellerateel. Uh, come on, level two. What's your name? Uh huh. I, I have a grade three level. Uh, you know, grade three level of uh, français. Uh, um, 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 Fermé la bouche just means shut your mouth. Uh, <laughs> Natush. My mom. My grandmother's Acadian, so she she was like OG. Um, her great great grandmother came from from Normandy. And then they came through and they're like Acadians. But the, um, uh, what was it? She used to always say, uh, Natush Pa, which means don't touch. And I'd always use to touch. Pa, Natush Pa. Natush Pa. Natush Pa. And we used to call desks, like our, 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 our we used to call everything bureaus. So, you know, like a bureau is like a, a desk for you. Yeah, right. in. But what do you guys call them? A Shelf, desk, bureau. Yeah, bureau. Works. Dresser. A dresser. A dresser, dresser is yeah, a bureau. Dresser. Well, hey, I think just weird French is, names. Well, hey, if Prime Minister Stephen Harper was back in power, we'd have some changes around here. Yeah, he was a good white conservative. With tax <laughs> he was like, he was like, wasn't he there for like fifteen years? You had like the yeah, he day. ran three. 
he did three, three, I think. He was like Dick Cheney. He was like the Canadian Dick Cheney. Yeah, he was really rich. Bag. Um, Alex hates this episode. No, Alex no, no, loves no. it because we're no, it's he's great. involved. We can ask Alex a question. He's no, no. he's a graffiti no, no, writer. No, no. Do Listen. you know anything about graffiti? Let's- no, 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 no. Listen, let's ask him questions because people want to know things about him. They've heard about us for fucking, you know, 20 episodes. Like, let's How do you do the letters? You just, you just you- put some you put some music in a can and you do a little dance and you fucking spray the art. You know what I mean? Wow. Um, I love that Alex people... Alex has some I, questions for you. Alex has... Alex, ask Eric a question for sure. Hold on. You have the Wikipedia... Okay, I'll ask questions. But but you have a... The I got to tell you, Eric, that Maddie... Maddie said, we, we know you're going to be on. Maddie's like, oh, I'm going to do a good podcast today, which is like, you know, this is like the first time he's ever prepared. He has a fucking, he has notes in his bib overalls. He's got Wikipedia notes. I'm, I, I thought this was just the warm up. I didn't even know you guys were recording. Yeah. Oh, I no, we're was, not recording. <laughs> you're in the green actually. room. Uh, yeah, I thought this was like a rehearsal. Yeah, this is. But I, um, I just had a question. I had a question. I wanted to talk to you about your newest uh, you got a new uh, stand-up comedy show on Netflix, yeah. And um, you toured the world, and uh, you know, um, I want the thing that I wanted to ask you is: Do you go into every show? Like, do you practice? Did you start that tour with thought, or did you? Um, like, do you just fucking go and you grip it and you feel the city and you do like, you have a, a lifetime of stories. Cause watching that was like that, that, watching that for me was like this, I'm watching my friend on cocaine and I'm really high on cocaine. And my wife's like, me and my, I was, I was texting you when I was watching it. And I was just like, me and Trish, it, it, she was like, this is like, you're hanging out with your friend and you guys are on coke and you, you guys are just yelling at each other, telling each other fucking stupid fucking stories. I think that is like genuinely the most flattering review of the move of the of special that I've got. I really like appreciate that. Uh, yeah, it's it's it's. I, I did eighty nine shows in forty seven cities around the world, including a European leg and, an, and a down under leg. Thank you, sir. And a down under leg. So I uh, worked the that set to the bone. So like I'm not like improvising every. I'm, I'm like riffing little bits here and there but like i am writing and refining that set every night and the set continues to evolve and jokes fall by the wayside that stop working and new jokes emerge so that set kind of like evolves every night and that was i I filmed that at the end of my north american tour right before i left for australia so i filmed that end of october and then i took a few days off and then I, i finished and then I went to Australia. But yeah, it, it's it's very written, but improvised within the writing, if that makes sense, so that it feels yeah. fresh. But I've been and telling the wanted, story for a while. Yeah, and it, it, I wanted to see like some of the things, the intonations of it and stuff like that, it kind of feels, and I don't know if you had this in your brain, but I was talking to our producer and he kind of mentioned this. It's like you were almost the way that you were hitting your jokes and the way that you were performing was very much like stand-up, but it was just in a, such a different way and the energy levels and everything, like it had the cadence of stand-up, but it was like some, it is something different because of the way that it is. It still felt completely 
like original. I, I watched and it's, I was like, I guarantee he does a different set every night. The way that I, I the way that I experience. Well, I think I think that is the the magic trick you try to pull off. You try to make it feel like it's like completely fresh and spontaneous every night. But no, I've been doing some of those jokes I've been doing since like year one of comedy. I've been doing comedy for 17 years. I started when I was 20. So uh, yeah, some of those jokes are like, I wrote when I was like 21. And some of those jokes I wrote like a, a, a few days before the special, you know what I mean? And so everything. You started, you started as a standup. I started as a standup while I was in college in Boston. I went to a music, I went to a music school in Boston. Double bass. For the double bass, that's right. You want to see my Wikipedia. base? Wikipedia had a double base. Double base on the Wikipedia. Yeah. Well, you know, they say, you know what they say about Wikipedia? Very accurate. <laughs> Lawlessly accurate. Wikipedia, here's my double base. Oh. Yeah. And you, you learned that to just play rockabilly. You only played rockabilly with that base, didn't you? <laughs> a lot of Reverend Horton Heat. <laughs> Rock, rock, rockabilly. Those, those, those like Dude. bluegrass players and rockabilly players, they're, they're motherfuckers, man. That is hard. Dude. Upright bass player. One of the first shows go, I ever saw. <laughs> it's fucking hard. You're like a hand percussionist more than an upright bass player. So from from stand up, because I I was uh, I became aware of you from uh, the Eric Andre show, which like I'm you know a big fan of. And uh, why are you laughing? This guy's snorting over there. I am. And um. How did you, like, what was this? Was there something before that? Or did you just, was that your first kind of like entree into like? That was the, that was the first thing that wasn't like just corny multicam sitcoms that I had to do for money. That was the first thing that like oh. I made, that I wrote, that I wrote, produced, and cared about that was like my filmmaking debut in a sense. So, that's uh, my baby. And it still is. So, uh, is it still happening? Yeah, we're we're finishing editing season five, Sick. basically next week. We're pretty much done. So so it's season Hannibal. Five came out. Is Hannibal on it? Hannibal's on it a little bit. He was like, I don't want to do the show anymore, and I was heartbroken. And I begged him. I was like, Don't just not be there because people are gonna think we had a falling out. And I was like, Just quit like on air, like quit like in the middle of an interview. Let's make like a joke about it. And he's yeah. like, All right, all right, all right, all right. How, how did funniest... you guys? Uh, how did you guys link up? You and Hannibal. We were just doing shitty chicken shit open mic comedy shows uh, in 2006, 2005, and uh, all around New York City together and just always running into each other. You know, the, the comedy is like a small, it's like a high school, like everybody kind of knows each other. So, uh, yeah, we were just running in the same circles and doing the same garbage shows everywhere. The um, I have a Hannibal story, okay? Um, I, I got asked during, uh, TIFF if I would do a live reading of Space Jam in a theater and Hannibal was Michael Jordan. No way. It was the, and it was the funny, it was the first time I ever did any type of live perform. It was just a, um, like a, a menu reading or like a, like a script reading in a theater thing. And, yeah. and everyone, it was like the scariest thing I've ever done in my life. That's intimidating. I, I, I've, I've done one and like I've done stand up, you know, every day for 17 years. And I, I those, they're scary. I did good. It's scary because I feel like you're, you feel like you're in high school where you have to, or elementary school where you have to like read out loud in front of people. And yes, like, exactly. You're, you're so self conscious about doing everything right. And it's, 
It's hectic. And, yeah. but it was so funny because like we were all backstage. We had to get there like four hours before to do a full read through. And everyone was there except for Hannibal. And it was like all these like character actors and all these people. Hannibal like rolls in like 20 minutes before we go on, hoodie on, goes over to a chair, falls asleep. <laughs> and, and and I'm like, this is like, I was like sitting there just being like, this is amazing. I was like, this guy's so fucking torched from last night. I was like, this guy doesn't give a fuck. He's here. Like, I was just like, this is a great, this is the best. Yeah. And he goes on and everyone's in character on stage, like doing all these voices of Looney Tunes and Bugs and it's all characters. I'm doing like a crazy, I'm like the little purple bad guy. I'm the bad, the bad guy, whatever his name was. Right. And, uh, and Hannibal just reads Michael Jordan in just in his voice, at his cadence, at his speed. Yeah, and it yeah. was the funniest. <laughs> it was like the best thing ever. God, and, and literally, it was like one of the great, it was the funniest thing ever. And it was like the first time I ever was like seen like a real celebrity. It was the first time I, I was just like, I'm on stage with like Hannibal Burris. This is like the crazy, biggest thing I've ever done in my life. And I was just, I was like, this is amazing. And then everyone took a crew photo after and he just like walked away. Like didn't say hi to anyone, didn't say hi to anybody. And it was like the cool, I was like, that's the coolest thing I ever saw. I was like, he, and I was like, he wasn't even being a dick. He just like, doesn't care. It's like he's a yeah, nihilist. Totally I was like, that guy's a nihilist. Yeah, total nihilist. Totally. <laughs> oh Why is he so quitting? Special. I don't know. He just, I don't know. He's the most unpredictable. The reason he's like the funniest is because he's the most unpredictable dude ever. He goes, nah, let's. I go, all right, man, we're getting ready for season five. And we took a few years off because we had to make the movie. So. I go, all right, man, we're getting ready for season five. And he goes, nah, I'm not going to do it. I go, what? What are you talking about? You're not going to do it. He's like, I don't know, man. You took too many years off in between seasons. I was like, what's the matter? I had to do the movie. I Like, you're going to quit? And I was like heartbroken. But the more you ask him to do something that he doesn't want to do, the more you push him away. So I really yeah. had to, like, find. I was doing a slippery, tricky dance. I was trying to, like, seduce him into doing just at least a little bit of the show to have like a, 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 a farewell so it's not like an elephant in the room and he's just like not there so so he's like all right all right, all right. and he, he did a couple episodes that's oh, so nice. funny but that's we have so like nice. we also have um like co-hosts weaving in and out we have lakeith stanfield checking in from um atlanta and get out and uh felipe esparza who's <laughs> hannibal's co-host on the show so we have like a, a ro like a revolving door of like co-hosts. So you yeah. shoot that in Atlanta? No, LA. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Man, man, so just heard the word Atlanta. Shoot, that's nice. Oh, I say Lakeith. Lakeith is from the show Atlanta. Maddie, have you oh. ever seen the show? Lakeith Stanfield is from is an actor. He's in basically everything now. He's in Uncut Gems. Yeah. You ever seen that? He has no idea. Maddie, I, have you, I saw, you... I saw, um, what? And now a really nice sponsor time with our sponsor, HelloFresh. Get fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door with HelloFresh America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh lets you skip through those trips to the grocery store. It makes home cooking fun and easy. And affordable. With HelloFresh, the recipes are so delicious. HelloFresh offers so many recipes to choose from each week to help you break out of your recipe rut. I'm in a permanent recipe rut. 
This is the thing for me. It sends you a bag of stuff. You put it in the pan or the oven or whatever you put it in. You cook it up. You eat it, and you look like a champ. Mm. Also, two-tone, keep your fridge stocked by adding extra proteins or sides like garlic bread or your weekly hey. order. Listen, HelloFresh offers contactless delivery to your doorstep for easy home cooking with the family. HelloFresh cuts out stressful meal planning, which stresses me the hell out. It stresses, and the grocery trips stress me out. So you, it cuts out the grocery trips. So you can just basically get the exact things that you need to cook exactly what you want to eat on the table in about 30 minutes or even 20 minutes with their quick recipe options. Maddie? Oh my goodness. Go to HelloFresh.com slash PTA80 and use code PTA80 to get a total of $80 off and free shipping on your first box. Additional restrictions apply. Please visit HelloFresh.com for more details. Repeat that to don't. Go to HelloFresh.com forward slash PTA80 and use code PTA80, PTA80 to get a total of 80 bucks off. I'm talking 80 whole dollars off of the bill, including free shipping on your first box. Additional restrictions apply. Please visit HelloFresh.com for more details. HelloFresh.com is where you need to go ASAP. Do you, have you ever seen, this is Eric Andre on our show. Have you ever seen his show? Do you know this? Do you ever know show? I saw a Trash Talk. I saw when like Trash Talk was on. Oh, nice. He saw the, he saw the end where Trash Talk was on. He, he listen, well, let me just saw, say something I, about I Maddie. See, Maddie doesn't watch, guys, so that was he cool. doesn't watch anything. He watches nothing. Not only his own shit, he just, I, I go, Maddie, have you seen anything? Did you watch? He, nothing. He ingests nothing. It's crazy. Well, well, no, it's just, I, I, don't, I don't need, I don't watch stuff. I'm sorry. He's out on the farm. He's out on, the, on farm. the farm. He's got kids. He's watching Yo Gabba Gabba and shit. He's watching turnips grow. Yeah. What? Watching Cole Robbins. Are you, do you live on a farm, Maddie? I live on a farm, yeah. Yeah. Where? In like Ontario or something? Muskoka? Yeah, I live like uh, Muskoka. Yeah, yeah, me, but... me, me and Martin Short share a cottage. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, no, I live like uh, 100 miles from Toronto. North? Uh, so I live like close to Buffalo, New York. So I live like yeah, if you, you were, London. You know where London is? Yeah, my parents live in London. Are you are you near London? I'm like two hours from London. So London's west. I live Toronto's here. Toronto's here. I live here. You're and then by this Buffalo. is Lake Ontario. By Buffalo. Lake Ontario, and, and and Buffalo's like right here, and I live like right here. Oh, you're like if and then you London. Want- London is this way. London's that way. So if you were in Toronto and you were like, I got to drive to Buffalo, you could make a pit stop at your house. At your 100%. Yeah, yeah. Why, why so far from Toronto? Uh, it's where my wife was born and raised, and it's where I grew up. My wife. But how do you yeah. – do you still – do you have a restaurant in Toronto? Yeah, yeah. I still got – I got uh, I got two pizzerias, and I, I'm building two restaurants right now. And then- well, Why live so far from work? Uh, the quality of life. We Farm. couldn't have, well, the, the main, the real reason is when we had, MacArthur was born, like we did home births. So like MacArthur was born in Parkdale at our, the house we were renting in Parkdale. And then Trisha um, had a falling out with her business partners in the city and, and no longer had kind of her business. And she had a, we had a new son and I was in a position where I was kind of omnipresent in the world. I was traveling you know, uh, 200 days a year or more. 
And and I was just, and Trish was like, hey, why don't we just move back home? And I was just like, sure. And then we found this farm uh, that's like 10 minutes from her parents' house. And she's Italian and has like sisters and they talk every day. And they you got cows? Very much. You got huh? cows? You got cows and pigs and chickens? No, not yet. We're just, we're just started the vegetable garden now. And then. So, so and wait, then, uh, and how long is it? Was it an hour and a half from Toronto? What's the drive? Yeah. It's, a, it's an hour and a half with like no traffic. Oh, it's not bad. Hours with traffic. It's, not, it's not that far. No, it's not that far. Two-tone like, loving this. So you go into work, you work Monday through Thursday, you head back Friday. No, 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 no. I work. I go to the city Thursday, Fridays, and then I work on the farm. I shoot the new show Mondays. And you I got do. an apartment. You got an, a, an apartment on Spadina, above no. Sawtow. No, oh, so God bless. Uh, you got a, you got a, you got a, you got a, you got an apartment by Old Fort York. Old Fort York. No, I sleep on my friend's couch in Parkdale. And then you go free. back. And then you go back to the to the farm. And then I go back to the farm. I, I sleep over at Marika's house. I go to my friend Marika's house. Sleep on sleep there. We usually make a little salad for dinner and a little cheese pizza. And uh, you know we watch we watch. You get a uh, drink on you get a you get a you get a mocktail on Dundas. We get a mocktail on Dundas, a little white sangria mocktail, a couple <laughs> currants, couple couple gooseberries in there, couple mulberries. What was the what was the one dish? What was the first time that you um, actually? Sorry, what is the worst meal your parents make you eat? Growing up, what was the one meal that you hated eating you, as, you a, know, as a my, child? My mother is a pretty bad cook, and I don't. Mm. It's I, I know I shouldn't talk shit about my mom's cooking. This is a safe place. This Publicly, is a safe place. my mom is a lovely human being. I love my mom. She raised me. I'm very appreciative of everything she did for me. But she does not have the talent of a chef. Uh, no. And she makes like really r tragically bad food, and it's kind of like sad. And, and just like really dry pot roast, or like what? What, what are we? I, I wish that's a step up. Like like uh, one time she goes, "I'm making health milkshakes," and then she put like broccoli and milk in a blender. <laughs> <laughs> she made me drink like broccoli milk. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like science experiments. It's like that. Like thank you, mother. Thank no, you, mommy. she doesn't use salt. Pepper. She doesn't use garlic or onions. I and mean, her and your father, you all sitting around a table just drinking. No, my, milk. my well, it got it got so bad that my dad would. They got divorced when I was like twelve or thirteen. But until then, my dad would skip dinner and just eat at work or eat out because he like couldn't take it anymore. And he so, left you alone. He was just like, "You're on your fucking own." Fuck yeah, you. he totally abandoned. He's like, "You're on your fucking own, dude." And I didn't, I didn't really know any, but, but you know what, you're, you don't know any better because you're a kid. That's your like whole world. Your parents are your world. So you don't really know what's right or wrong. And then when you start eating at your friend's house and eating their mother's cooking, then you're like, oh, my mom, there's, there's something tr terribly wrong. And I still, to this day, can't convince my mom to use garlic or salt and pepper. It's like, <laughs> like the fun, she like rejects like the fundamental. Humans, some people just don't understand flavors or wanting to like build them or understand them or yeah, enjoy no, them. No, there's a rejection of like all spices, all anything that makes sense 
and is just like the the fundamental basics is, is she she rejects. So I uh, I don't know. And then what 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 what, what I want to ask this, not knowing too much about the show, what the fuck is up with the ranch? What the fuck is going on with the ranch? There's and is a, this this is this is a double edged sword? Is this a bittersweet thing for you? You hate the fucking ranch. You turned ranch into something. No no no. What's I going love on with I ranch? love that's one of our most cherished characters. We have this like party dude character. We call him businessman bro, which is like it doesn't really make sense as a name, but he just like. We go, we shoot the street stuff in New York. So we'll go down to Wall Street during lunch hours. And while all the Wall Street execs and business, all the yuppies are on their lunch break, I dress like what we perceived would be like the opposite of a Wall Street banker. <laughs> like like their arch nemesis, like this total bro dude, burning man, kind of like, he's like, he's like, he's like Poochie from The Simpsons. I don't know if you know Poochie from The yeah. Simpsons, but but like basically a human poochie and he just goes and tries to bro out uh, with the uh, businessman and like his favorite condiment is uh, ranch, ranch dressing. It's one of my favorite condiments as well. And not, not just my characters. This is, I've been making myself cocktails. This is all the booze I've accumulated over, <laughs> over, uh, over quarantine. I've just been like cocktail. That seems like crazy. functional. That seems functional. Cocktail crazy. I like that. What's that, was, your that, was my, that was my assistant that you caught. He has COVID like you wouldn't believe. I mean, like two breathing on each other. And, you know, he dips the rectal thermometer in first and puts it in his mouth and back and forth. It's like, it's fucking hot. <laughs> it's I take boring. my temperature every day. I always got to you, taste, you know, you stick a finger in and you just got to take your, check your oil, you know? That's right. Eric, check. what's your, what's your, um, uh, where's your head at with, uh, your, your COVID anxiety? Is it, is it high? Do you not give a shit? Um, it, it, it fluctuates across the whole spectrum of like total germaphobe paranoia to, uh, uh, anti-masker. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm cautious. I'm, I've been keeping an eye on Japan because Japan didn't shut down. They're right next door to China where the, you know, they're closer to Wuhan than we are. They didn't shut down at all. They have little to no COVID. I think zero COVID deaths. Vietnam as well. Vietnam is one of the best, best health care. Taiwan. Taiwan as well. And you ask yourself, okay, what is it? Common sense. They wear masks and they hand sanitize and they behave themselves. It's only not fat. And they're not fat. They don't, yeah. they don't, um, can we be a little bit sensitive around Maddie? Fat, fat. They're not obese. Fat, fat, fricking. They're not fat, fricking American. He's a fat, fricking American. I'm fat, fat, fricking, what? But, but, but Japan, uh, no, little to no COVID because they wear masks and they hand sanitize and they use common sense. Uh, uh, Americans, Americans are we don't use common sense and we are very like fuck you don't tell me what to do i'm going in this walmart with no man karen's, karen's gone wild yeah karen's gone wild karen's gone wild so because of so that sad. yeah it's um it's a very like that like covid has like uh shown sh shines a spotlight on each country's culture and our <laughs> our how we behave under pressure and yeah. 
Uh, my friend, my the guy that directs my show is Japanese, and he goes, Japanese people love obedience too. So we're like very into like listening to the government and being obedient. It's not like fuck you, I ain't gonna let no government tell me I'm gonna light my fireworks off in North Dakota. So um, it's our own attitude in this country that has uh, driven the numbers so high and our health, uh, you know, health crisis, diabetes, heart disease. We're at an all time high because we eat the most. Everyone's having tough troubles just breathing through the masks themselves. You know, I feel bad for those people that just can't breathe through those masks. I- <laughs> it's a tough one. It's a tough one. How is it in Canada? What are the numbers like in Canada? Is it the numbers are? You know, it's the same kind of thing. Well, we're going to see because right now I feel like a lot of people, it's warm out. Because the thing is, we're seasonal. So now it's like we're having, it's warm. When it started, it wasn't fucking warm. And now all of a sudden, I feel like everyone's out in the parks having fun. And you're definitely not seeing a lot of masks, but you're seeing a lot of people around each other. And we're going to see. You guys have better health care. And you, you have, have great health care. You, 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 you have less people. You have less people, less population density. Um, well, just think, we have the same population of California across the same land mass as the United States. Right. Very spread out. Second yeah. second biggest land mass outside of uh, Russia, Canada. Yeah, we're bigger than, we have more land mass than the uh, U.S. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, but that's right. We're bigger, we're bigger than you guys. You are. Very, very cold, very, very uh, cold it's and expansive, cold. But, uh, but, but beautiful. I spend my I, uh, I spend my I spend my winters in Nunavut. Yeah, it's nice there. Minus fifty. It's beautiful. I I love it. Have you been there? No, I never been. I always wanted to go. Dude, it's a special place. It's tripped out, huh? Dude, it's crazy town. I was there when it was just light. So, Maddie, when you see this, do you just start salivating, or you don't? You don't even have the. <laughs> no, buck I feel I. I just you don't have to call us. You. you don't have to call us. I feel us sorry up. for you. I'm gonna wait for the phone call when you call me, and you're like, "Maddie, what did you do?" And I'm just gonna talk you through it. I'll hold your hand, and we'll get there. You know, we'll get there together, and it's fine. No, not me, man. I'm I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm gonna pickle my organs and just be like Hunter S. Thompson, just blow my brains out and shoot my ashes out of Johnny Depp's cannon. Dude, oh, I think God. I like that. That's the biggest. I wish I, you know, I wish I could have done that. But I got a urine. Look at that's a good there. bathroom. Is that what's her face? Dan Stark. I yeah, got a urinal. Awesome. I, got a, I got a Japanese toilet. What if I took? Oh, a, what if, what if I revealed a huge dump in my toilet? Dude, Dude that toilet, Japanese nice toilet. So I have, I have like the rickety version of that in my bathroom right now. Rickety on rack. top of the toilet. You got a rickety, rickety rack. Let me see the bedroom. Let me see the bedroom. Let me see that what's room. going on in that the bedroom. Kind of like just more simplistic, just gray. It's kind of gray. It's just gray. That's nice. Moody gray. Moody gray. Moody gray. The sheet, the bed doesn't, you're not a bed maker. I like that. Not a bed maker. No, no made beds in my. I don't make beds in hotels. It stresses me out. And when I never get um, service. Yeah, of course, in, in a hotel. Come on. Why? That's the point. You get the. I never get, I never get maid service. Tight. Oh, you don't do the maid service. Well, no, I don't. I haven't let anybody in the room. Once I go in a hotel room, if I'm there for five days, two weeks, doesn't matter. I mean, I just like uh, making. Maybe a I'm like I'm like a little Kansas City dandy. I'm asking. They're coming up twice at turn down service every day. I, I have them tuck me into bed at night. I hate turn down service. Kiss my forehead. I love it. I like being uh, interrupted. I like the little chocolates. They. I like forgetting the chocolate that they put under the pillow. You wake up in the middle of the night. You think you took a. It's shit just stuck to you, melted. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> 
Can you make desserts? Do do you have any? How's your baking skills, Maddie? Do you ever dip your horrible? Dip your wicked into the bacon biz. Yeah, well, no, the bacon biz is tough because the bake, baking is science. Cooking is love and nourishment. You can take a dish and develop it and fix it and tend to it. Baking is like a temperature one degrees off and your fucking sugar's burnt. And then what are you going to do? Are you going to make the, the fucking penny fours? Nope, the penny fours are no good. Your little jelly? Are you going to make a little pate fruité? No, 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 no. no. I dated a baker. She was at work at like three in the morning and like just working excruciating hours and have any year. The baking is not, it, 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 cause it's a long process and it's 10, it's a lot of, it's a lot of work. It's, it's very different than anything else. It's yeah. different than bread. Bread making I feel is the longest hardest, but it's like, um, you know, uh, Two-Tone can speak on, um, he's been making a lot of sourdoughs uh, at home during quarantine. Can you, do you want to share some of your uh, uh, gluten experiences, Two-Tone? Yeah, I've, I, I, I get a sourdough culture in a mason jar and I let that ripen overnight, three to six days. I add the lemon and the cayenne. It's uh, a little bit of uh, Tampico spice, some turmeric, and I add some of the bread culture into the yeast, uh, let that perpetrate its own uh, situation, and then I drop it in the uh, toilet. <laughs> that's my bread, that's my bread uh, I don't know I can't bake anything I can't, my I girlfriend was trying to do the sourdough starter and then we just gave I was like come on what are you doing it's horrible no. for home cooks it's like a, it's like a pro I guess it, it was a good sign of hope during all of this you, and then now you do, what? you do cornbread though right Manny you do cornbread probably right I make yeah I make bomb track fucking cornbread cornbread I Dude, I put, you know what a good secret is too? What? Sour cream into your batter. Mm. Uh, I put like a lot of sour cream, put mm. in different kinds. I put like, put fucking some cheese curds in it so that it's like mm. stringy cheese, little pockets of cheese, pickled jalapenos, roasted jalapenos, caramelized onions, or just classic fluffy, nice fucking crispy cornbread. There's nothing better than a, a crispy cornbread. If I wanted to make, and I'm not asking this as an American, I really, uh, sincere, if I wanted to make poutine this weekend, I have my turkey fryer. If yes. I wanted to make French fries from scratch with potatoes. Yes. Do I just, is it as simple as getting like peanut oil, filling that thing up, getting it hot, cutting up potatoes and throwing them in? Is it that easy? It's as easy as doing that twice. So you want to blanch them first. What's that? In the oil. You, cooking them lightly. So at you fry at 350 degrees and you blanch at 300 degrees. And so you, 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 you cook your French fries, you cut them up and you cook them at 300 degrees until they get nice and soft and there's no color. They're, they're still like white potatoes. Then okay. you take them out and you, you, you put them on a tray or in, with lined with paper towel. Okay. And you put those in a freezer wow. and then they'll crack They'll crack and make a lot of little spaces and, and and little caverns in them and little creases. And you want them almost frozen. Then you take them out and then you drop them into the fucking fryer at 350. And all those little pieces and cracks and everything will get super crispy. And you'll have like a crazy perfect fried potato fry. Right from the freezer back into the fryer or let it temper? Yeah. No, you want them right from the freezer into the into the fryer. And Alex, this is a food podcast. 
fuck off, eh? And and then and then you just dump chili and, and pickles on top. That's not poutine, you fucking weirdo. Okay. Wait, isn't poutine just chili chili fries? No, that's no, it's fucking gravy and cheese curds. And you oh, need to have yeah. squeaky cheese curds, chili and pickles. You could put chili, the chili and pickles. I'd put like queso on top. Make queso. Wait, I wait. Love queso. Couldn't I put hypothetically chili? And cheese curds and pickles on top of those fries and be a happy man. And mustard, one hundred percent. And diced onion, raw. Do I need to put the salt and pepper on the fries after the frying, or do I season the fries before they get fried? You fry them when they come out when they still have hot oil on them, so they don't absorb it into it. But you just you don't do nothing to put the potatoes beforehand. No spices, no nothing. You just throw them in. No, 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 no. Do all that shit later. No, because if you were to do that, they would burn on the at the frying at three fifty. The spices would actually burn. You'd if you wanted to put like spice, like Cajun spice or cayenne or you know uh, smoked paprika, two tone. You fucking hold yourself together, okay? And and we're fucking talking about fucking French fries and poutine. I, just, I, I want. I want to. I. I, I had my fry. I bought a fryer a few years ago. Totally forgot about it until the other day, and I was like, I gotta start frying some shit. I just don't want to burn my house. Down. Yeah. You guys very know this dangerous. is a, this. You, you guys know this is a podcast, not a phone call, right? <laughs> just just so we're clear. This is but this is what happened. This is why me and Eric are friends, and and this is what happened. People. Oh, I listen. Celebrities Eric, you, this love is a great talking thing. to me about food. I this am a, the guys, I I'm the Rolodex. Every celebrity calls me, and they do that. They call me, and they're like, "Hey, man, I got a pork butt. Like, what do I do with it, Maddie?" And I'm like, "I'll talk you through it. Let's do it." <laughs> this is what's great about Maddie is that a celebrity calls him. <laughs> And ask him for advice on how to cook cook things, or a celebrity calls him and asks for uh, what restaurants to go to, or get him a reservation. But if a friend like myself calls him and says, "Hey, Maddie, uh, my my sister and her my sister and my brother in law are in Toronto. Can you recommend a restaurant?" Recommend. Maddie says to me, he goes, "Yes, they should look at Yelp." <laughs> that's what he said to me and i called maddie i go maddie i got some ribs how do i cook these ribs he goes go on youtube like there's just like no so you guys get the you get the white glove maddie treatment whereas i get you know i'm flattered well you're yeah. already my friend i'm still like i'm not completely you're still courting eric. eric you're courting i'm eric. still i'm, yeah. I'm still we're, we're, we're grooming each other you're courting we were yeah, yeah. we were we were ships in the night every time you came and now we're trapped in our respective motherlands and it's it stinks i want to come out to, to toronto i was supposed to be at tiff last year then the movie got pushed and then we what's going on okay let's talk about oh, your fucking the movie because i want to yeah. talk i want to talk about your fucking movie it's, this God, is like Sam, it's, yes. it's driving me nuts because so we're gonna come out we're gonna premiere at tiff in october then some other movie no one gave a shit about was coming out the same weekend so we pushed fine october was competitive totally fine we pushed till April. Then we got into South by Southwest. Best audience we could ask for for that movie. It's a hidden camera prank yeah. movie. It's like a Borat, Jackass kind of movie. We produced it with the guy that directs and produces all the Jackass movies, Jeff Tremaine. So South by Southwest. He's the best. He's the best. He's the, 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 like, he's the, best. He's the prank legend, right? Yeah. The Obi-Wan Kenobi, the Lorne Michaels of pranks, right? So he produced and shepherded the movie movie gets into south by southwest this year like friday night midnight show or something saturday night like 
prime time parking spot, rock star parking, best audience, rowdy ass Austin folk. Like I love South by Southwest and that perfect audience. I'm about to, I got my flight. We're going to like five days away from going to South by Southwest shuts down coronavirus. Oh my God. So then we're, I'm like devastated. I'm like, all right, that's fine. Movie's still coming out in uh, mid April. Mandatory quarantine and the whole world shuts down. I'm devastated. I go into like a two month depression. That's why you saw those alcohol bottles mm-hmm. drinking every night. Don't know what, when the movie's coming out, we're talking about pushing it later. Don't know when movie theaters opening again, depressed, depressed, depressed. Studios trying to sell it. Don't know what to do. Netflix sees it, watches it, loves it, buys it. It's coming out on Netflix. Thank God their subscriptions are at an all time high. 185 million subscribers worldwide. So, so right now we're in the best position, but we do not have a date yet. So hopefully later this year. So there's year, still no date. What are they waiting don't, for? I don't know. Because I guess I, we got to let the comedy breathe. I really honestly think they're seeing how my stand-up special does right now. I think they're looking at their algorithms and logarithms and numbers. So crazy. And e-, e equals MC square and the pi symbol. But this movie's going to be the biggest stuff. thing ever. I mean, I you can't you can't fucking lose with that. That I there's no doubt in my mind. You know I hate everything, but there's no doubt in my mind this thing's gonna be fucking hilarious. Like, thanks, man. There's yeah, no way. The, it's me and Lil Well and Tiffany Haddish all doing hidden camera pranks, and it's a whole so narrative movie, but told entirely through hidden camera pranks with real people. So it's how many come out times do you have to do the pranks to get the reactions? Like, are there times where you have so to much. do so many times, right? Like you have to film. Like ninety percent of what you film does never sees the light of day. It's just that ten percent so cream, oh, wow. cream of the crop, cream at the top, creme creme fraiche, creme de mure. What, what are you guys doing? Like on 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 shoot days? Like are you guys like today is this prime, the next day is that, yeah. prime, and you spend all day just hammering that prime, killing yeah, it? Yeah, like it's like today the honky tonk bar prank. We're gonna get to the honky tonk bar early. The owner of the bar is in on the prank. We tell him not to tell any of his employees or any of the customers. We sneak in early in the morning before anybody gets there. We build these elaborate camera hides for our camera operators to hide in. We put all these little like robot cams in the corner that it, we totally hide everything. It's like we have to. It's like a CIA operation. We hide mics, microphones everywhere in the walls. It's really. It's almost like creepy and voyeuristic. Like. We're like setting up like it's an FBI sting operation. Then I come in, this is still before the place opens up. I come in with the actors, me and my director, we go through the whole scene, we go through any stuff, we do like a rehearsal, we figure it all out. Then everybody hides. Then the place opens up an hour later and these, like the camera operators are stuck in these little boots, it's torture, they're stuck in these little fucking boxes that are hidden, built into the wall that just look like, like every time you see a mirror, there's like a camera operator hiding behind it, behind like a two-way mirror. I swear to God, it's like an FBI, a CIA thing. Then customers come in, employees come in, they mill about, I enter, I play it cool for a second, and then I start barfing everywhere. My dick comes out, I'm shitting against the wall, I fly off the balcony, I smash through glass. I get in a fist fight with the other actor, blood spraying. I got a blood hose rigged to my face, blood spraying everywhere. I act like a fucking menace to society and people freak the fuck out. Then you're not done yet. Then you yell cut, surprise, you're a hidden camera show. And everybody that wanted to murder you 
you have to convince to sign a release form afterwards. So they're like, you're pushing these people to the brink of sanity, lighting their asses up, and the work is not over. It is your entire team going like, dude, that was awesome. You're so awesome. It's really like psychologically torturing. Oh, I'm so sorry. You're going to have to do that again. One more time. We didn't get the reactions. One more time. Yeah, and 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 then something got fucked up. The blood hose had like a little kink in it and it didn't work or like the camera went down or the reaction, the guy, the ever, all the people you prank. The correct. reset is like a full yeah. reset, like full oh, new cast. Yes. Yeah. And then you got to do it then the other night. So it's like a, a traditional movie could shoot maybe four scenes in a day on average. This is like one scene a day. And then that scene isn't even guaranteed you're going to use because if the reactions aren't good, you got to do it. So all. Crazy. You Did you ever have a great, a really good shot, and then you couldn't get the release? And you all the lost time. It? All really? the time. Like amazing. You, you, you can blur. You can blur faces. Oh yeah. You yeah, know. True. You can blur faces, but uh, all the time, all the time. Just People really are just fun. like, "Fuck you! No way, I'm doing that. Fuck you." Oh yeah, like fuck you. <laughs> I hope you die. Uh, like you should be. You should fucking be killed. I put a hex on How you. How dare you? Me. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Because you scare people half to death. Somebody pulled a knife out us, knife out on us the first day of filming. Me and Rel, Lil Rel Howry, my co-star, who never has done hitting camera up until that point, was just like a fan and wanted to do the movie. One of the very first pranks we did was we put our dicks in a Chinese finger trap. Like in the in the story, <laughs> in the movie, our characters do drugs and we get wasted and we, pa- we pass out and we wake up and our, our dicks are stuck in a Chinese finger trap. And we can't get our dicks out. We're like, ah, help, help us. And we're running all over town with our stretchy dicks. They're prosthetic dicks, but they look realistic and they're coming out of our pants. And we're like, ah, we're stretching them a mile across. Like, help, help, get us out of this thing. We went into the hood in Atlanta and we ran into this barbershop in the hood and this dude <laughs> saw us with our dicks stretching back and forth in this Chinese finger trap. And we were like, excuse me, Mr. Barber, can we borrow your scissors? And he was like, hell no! And he went and he was reaching for his gun. He told us this later. Reaching for his gun, couldn't find his gun, grabbed a knife, chased us out. Me and Rel can barely run in this thing. We're like, join at the dick. <laughs> the thing, the dick snapped. Rel goes like rolling under a parked car. I'm running for my life. I'm looking at my team across the street filming it like the, 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 the safe word is um, popcorn. If I yell popcorn, that means oh. come in and, and fucking cut. But I was so nervous, I kept saying goosebumps. So I'm not even getting my safe word. I'm like, goosebumps, goosebumps, goosebumps. And they're like looking at me like, what? This guy's got a knife. Like He's like six four. Finally, I go, ah, popcorn. Security jumps out, grabs the guy, gets the knife out of his hand. We reveal the cameras. And we go, well, oh, sorry, you're on a hidden camera show. You're on a hidden camera show. And he looks around, he goes, oh, y'all are hilarious, man. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, excited to release. He's like, yeah, when's this shit coming out? You guys are fucking crazy. He sounds like no idea who you are. No idea. He, but, and he also went, yeah, y'all shouldn't be pulling these pranks around here. You're going to get shot. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you're lucky I forgot my gun. I usually always bring my gun to work. You're like, you're lucky I it's forgot so it. Yeah, too oh, terrifying. shit. Oh my God. You should do one in Canada. Not, not in Georgia, and guns are like very legal in Georgia. They're legal and encouraged. Yeah. So, how does it factor in? Like, if you're, you know, like, because you're the shit you do is so like 
insanely unhinged in like the best possible way but how does that factor in with like anxiety and shit this is like your answer to anxiety or like no it's it's horrible it's like crippling anxiety filming music. okay i just know they're gonna be funny <laughs> but while i'm doing it i'm a fucking you just mess. push through you, you just push have through. to push through because you know you're gonna get footage that almost no one else can get it's worth it you're putting in the work you're not doing that for fun. It's like 100% work for you. It's work. It's work and yeah. it ages me. I look at my face from season one of the Eric Andre show to season two, season three, and I age like five to 10 years between each season of the show. And it's like a presidency. The movie, yeah, it's like a presidency. <laughs> I am not. Is, is there well. anyone like? Is there anything you remember on the show? You know, because like I, I, I liked when you have like kind of like these like B and C level like people on, and then you start fucking with them. Like, did anyone lose it in a real way? Uh, Lauren Conrad walked out, and Ti walked out. Oh yeah, Ti <laughs> wasn't with it at all. Ti was uh, not with it. No, no, no. He, he had enough. You guys still the got best... beef? <laughs> What's that? You still got beef with Ti? No, Is he bomb no, seller. No, I know beef. I'm never gonna run into Ti again. But uh, yeah. no, no beef. I'm I'm just you know doing it for fun. There's no malicious intent behind any. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Some any, people can't hang. But uh, yeah, I'm just being an absurdist lunatic. But uh, Ti, I don't think Ti was expecting it. I think yeah, Ti. With that he, shit. I think he thought he was. I don't know what he thought, but he did. <laughs> <laughs> But he never saw the show. Like he was just like, no, oh, no. They do little to no research. I mean, it's like any like you do press. You just go on shit blindly. You don't think like the host yeah. of the show is gonna like pull his pants down and take a shit on the desk. Dude, I did hot ones. You, you when know? I did hot ones, I never seen it before. Never even knew what it was. I, I was like, right. why am I going to Complex? Am I right. doing like a sneaker review? Yeah. I was like, what, what? What's that fucking complex? And they're like, you're doing this chick. I'm like, I'm eating chicken wings. Like, I don't yeah. understand what the fuck this is. And yeah. I've never heard of it before. Never seen it. That's and I walked on, and it was like one of the biggest things I ever did. Me too. I just did it again, and I got so sick. I was like cocky because I got through it once, and I was pouring the hot sauces on, not thinking about it. And I got to the bomb. And I drank an entire gallon of milk and I collapsed on my bathroom floor and they like, they let me go. They were like, you should go. Like, you don't look. And I was like, I think I'm dying. Like, like my brain, I was, it felt like I was robo tripping. Like my brain was swelling against the inside of my skull. It was brutal. Oh my God. My friend came over and she's like, oh my God, are you sick? She thinks I have COVID because I'm on the floor, like sweating and like pink in the face. She started putting ice packs on my head. Like, I was a, I just did, I was a mess. It was humiliating. Humiliating. Yeah, that looks nightmarish, that whole thing. Two-tone, have you done Hot Ones? Yeah, I, I was on Hot Ones uh, when it first started, before it got big. They did a whole segment on me. Actually, it's, I helped, I was up one of the showrunners at the same time. It's really weird. Where are you, Two-tone? Are you in Toronto? I'm, I'm, no, I'm in Los Feliz. Oh, you're in LA? Yeah, yeah. What if I turn the camera around and he was right here in my living room? Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm across the street. <laughs> yeah. How do you guys? How do you guys know each other? I asked Tuto for a free hoodie on the internet. I DM'd him like seven years ago. For I was like, I have a show on Vice, and um, I need some cool clothes, and I think that Born and Raised is cool. Can I get some free merch? And then, um, and then he was like the first guy to give me yeah, like I mean, a free hoodie. 
I'm in the Shmata biz, Eric. I, I got a little streetwear racket that I do. Nice. I started giving him some hoodies and blah, blah, blah. And then, uh, you know, we just became fast friends and here we are. Yeah. Now, I heard Vice pays a ton and they're really respectful to all the artists they work with. That's their, uh, that's their yeah, it's, it's really easy to... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, they're super. They they over. I walked away from so much money when I left, and it was millions. Like one of the hardest decisions I ever made. Everyone, I was just millions. Mil I left millions on the table for my integrity. You know. Everybody that has has worked on a vice show, they always come up to me. They go, "That was the most pleasant, easygoing experience of my entire life," and now oh. I, I have more money than Jeff Bezos. And I go, "Wow, what a what a." I definitely will say I've made more money since leaving Vice, and <laughs> I. Um, and, but at the same time, I will give. I always say this: I learned how to make nothing, something out of nothing. Those guys are scrappy as fuck, and you know whatever they do with their budgets or, like, there's no negotiating with them. They're just like, this is the deal. Right. Like okay, and um, but it's uh, I learned how to make fucking all our shows, and I learned how to make show. I learned how to make stuff. Which I think is like kind of worth it, you know. That was that was our sealing the deck. Sealing the deck. You got to seal the deck. That was his ketamine guy. That's what that conversation was. I cat guy. I love ketamine. Shove some cat in your arse. How much ketamine have you done in one time? I've only done it once, and it was very recently. It was like a few weeks ago. You've done it once, and it was just recently. Come on. Can we talk on that, please? Uh, never got around to doing it. Did it. Didn't like it that much. I didn't like no. it either. I used to love it. I would mix it with cocaine and ecstasy all up in one powder and mix it all up and then just do that. And I used to love doing that in the daytime. <laughs> You're just basically dead. Oh, that was what I used to call it zombie lines. I do it zombie line. And then I do that. I do like a big, like a half gram line of it. And oh then that would be my like, Lord. and then you get the gag. And then you're just like, eh, and then you just go to a patio in the summertime and then just like drink one pint and fall over. And that was like my happy place. Dude, you're like Tommy boy. I was, really Tom, yeah, literally, it was the best. <laughs> I was number one. I was definitely the number one party boy. And you retired. That I'm retired. It's okay. People, I mean, you gotta pass the torch. I'm 38 now. It's like, well, I can't do this. Can't be like Eric doing ketamine like last week. I can't do that. I don't have a successful movie that's never gonna air. I don't do ketamine. <laughs> I never, um, I don't like snorting drugs. I don't like ingesting drugs through my nose. Oh, that was my, I would snort anything. I would snort anything. Oh, I can't, I can't, uh, I don't, my nose is sensitive. I don't like it. So where do you put your coke? You eat it, you smoke it, you roll oh. it on your gums. Okay, fair enough. I don't like I don't like coke that much either. Coke and weed are my yeah. least favorite. I think. I hate weed. I think weed is the worst thing in the world. I think weed's yeah. the worst drug in the world. Yeah, it's not great. It's, it's also it's like not, the strongest dude, so, thing. It gets well, you. Well, just so, so many out. people are doing it. More people are affected by that than fucking heroin or fentanyl or anything. Like it's like weeds. The, I, I don't want to talk down on fentanyl because everyone's fucking dying from it, but it's like weed sucks, man. Yeah, it's not my drug. <laughs> weed sucks, man. Okay, so 
I want to just quickly, I want to do my thing. So we have Eric Andre on the show today on Powerful Truth. Eric Andre is an American comedian, actor, producer, and musician. He's best known as the creator, host, and co-writer of Adult Swim comedy series, Eric Andre's show. He also played Mike on the FX series Man Seeking Woman. It's easy. <laughs> On the remake of The Lion King, which didn't do good at all, and he performs music under the name Warf. Not a good band. In 2020, Andre released a comedy special, Legalize Everything on Netflix. My my wife thinks it's like I was having a Coke, uh, a 6 a.m. Coke affair with with a childhood friend. She thought it was funny, but not that funny. You're doing um, this now? And he was end? born in Roca Roca Raton, Florida. Boca Raton. That's nice. Listen, can we talk about Eric? I mean, I, I hate to be this guy, but can we talk about your love life briefly? Sure. Okay. I'd um, love nothing. I'd love nothing more than to watch my boundaries be shattered. Let's shatter. Let's climb inside your. I, I don't really particularly care much for. I, I have just one particular. Like Maddie and I are big fans of Rosario Dawson, and yes, we really dated her. Let's talk about my ex. Every ex girlfriend. Why? Why every stop, ex- Rosario? Let's keep going. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, think, I, don't even know. I think Rosario is special because yeah. of, of I think when I, the first time I saw kids, there's so many people at our age level that saw her on kids. And it was just like, for me, I was just like, that was, I feel like my first crush was Rosario on, te- on, on like from a movie standpoint. Oh yeah. For me, it was her and Dr. Ruth. Mm. Makes sense. Cause everybody wanted to fuck Dr. Ruth. Cause she was like the sex doctor. Right, because <laughs> she'd be the best at it. She'd turn. She'd turn you, do you out. Think, do what would she do? Would she milk you? She'd milk you like a little cow. Oh, <laughs> oink oink. I'd like to be a little piggy for her. <laughs> I'd be on all fours for Doctor Ruth. <laughs> I would let her. I would like to be like licked from behind on all fours. <laughs> oh wow! Twirl twirl that anal hair. <laughs> Two-tone, would you like to be pleasured? Uh, just whatever you guys are going for, I'll take one of those. Lick me from behind, milk me, do all that stuff. Yeah. Make it two, please. I'll take, I'll Make, take, I'll I'd take like one of I'd like two licks. Make it a I'd double. I'd like two licks from behind. Do you How want, many licks right, so, did, did it get to the center of the ooh, ooh, you ooh. Do you want one long lick, or do you want a bunch of fast licks? Okay, we've had Eric on for like an hour and a half. Okay. Um, Alex, final question. I, I don't. It's I don't have any. I I think I got all my questions out. Alex, uh, you're a mess. I'm a mess. You're a yeah. mess, Alex. I got all That's my questions right. Out. I agree with Eric. He said you're. I like that. Okay. Do you think that yeah. Eric? Do you think that two tone could beat me in a foot race? Yeah, hands down. What? Of course. Find me some honesty. <laughs> of course. Look at look why, at him. Are, why like, would you presume that? Because he's like a, a superhuman. He's like a twenty second century. What race is he? He looks like every race combined. I'm, he's like a beautiful. Guess what he is. <laughs> he's like a beautiful. Our comment section. Our comment section has been trying to figure it out since day one. Like a, he's uh, like a beautiful black Greek Indian athlete. And I dude, want to ride got, that mustache. He almost got it. He almost got it. Um, Show them a picture answer? of your your childhood photo. This is uh, this is a fan bam, right? That's Wait, 
why are why is every family member a different race? How did that work? <laughs> it's, called, it's called race mixing, Eric. It's a, are you adopted? <laughs> are you adopted? I might have been adopted, but I, no, I wasn't adopted. My dad his last is, name is Erdman. Put that which together. Is, which is you German. Got, you got My some. You got some beef on you. You could win in a foot race. I'll smoke him. He he beat me arm wrestling. <laughs> oh, arm wrestling! His, yeah, you're gonna go down. Yeah, Look at that. but he barely beat me. It was horrible. He was he just uh, positioned I his body. Him. It's like arm wrestling a boulder. Yeah, you're not gonna win arm wrestling, but, but um, foot race cardio. Right. So we're gonna we're gonna abandon the the uh, the genetic uh, the dubious genetic DNA situation, right? I like keeping it. I like keeping it a mystery. Let's keep it a mystery. I'm I'm sp- I'm, I'm pretty spicy. I'm I'm uh, like Scottish and 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 French. Very spicy. Real spicy. spicy. White, white and white. Where's the spice? Look at this black Greek Afghan Adonis I'm talking to. That's what the fuck I'm talking about. Finally, some support. You see what I'm saying? He sees me. He sees me and acknowledges me, Maddie. I'm not Bangladeshi. I'm not Tongan. I'm not what you think I am. Tamil um, Tiger. You're a Tamil Tiger. You're from Sri Lanka. Um, I'm... I'm all of it, man. I'm all of it. I love you Woo! guys. I have to go. I have to jump into therapy. Okay. Okay. Have a great therapy in, session. Put, put your shrink in the Zoom. Let's do this together. <laughs> <laughs> Just, put the cards on the table. Yeah. Let's get it. Let's get it on, man. All right. All right. Thank you so much, uh, man. It's been love fantastic. you guys. Peace out. Thank you for having me. We will hang once this uh, dystopian nightmare is over. I'll come over. I'll cook for you soon. Okay. Sounds good, Papa. Okay, see you, buddy. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Ciao, ciao. Later, bro. Bye.